This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. It's Tuesday, so it's the big picture with Investec Asset Management. This week, we speak to the head of multi-asset income at Investec Asset Management in London, and that's John Stockford. Funny business politics, John Stockford, because, you know, it just wasn't that long ago where the saviour of the French economy and the darling of the French people was one Emmanuel Macron, and now the country's on strike. Well, I think the French like uh, ideas in theory but not necessarily in practice and and uh, they've got a fairly uh, unionized workforce or at least they've got a, a very they've got very powerful unions they've got entrenched interests and whether the medicine is is good or bad for them they can often be quite quite resistant to uh, any significant change Yes, indeed. And of course, he's done a Jacob Zuma and a Donald Trump on the French population, because although it was prearranged, the fact is he has flown off to the Caribbean to have a look at one of the old French protectorates to make sure that everything's okay. I suppose he could have cancelled it, but that's the way that he will be viewed by the union. Will this become a regular event? I mean, even outside of the corporate events that we see quite regularly anyway, and notably Air France pilots, I think it is again this time. What I'm saying is, can it be a winter of discontent for France? Well, I mean, the, the history of French presidents is they try and change things. Uh, they occasionally make small gains and then realize that it's a very difficult thing to do and give up. Um, clearly, he may have more momentum. I mean, he's, he, he got a fairly strong mandate, although his popularity has since declined. And perhaps France is at a point where with you know, very high unemployment, particularly relative to uh, Germany, um, you know, maybe they've had enough of labor legislation which is damaging for for employment but at the same time you know you to some extent you've got to break the power of the unions which a lot of this legislation is is aimed at doing and so they're going to fight back quite hard i think yeah making it easier to fire people is how i saw it put by one television uh, strap line today let's move on to germany now what an operator angela merkel is she looks as though she's going to cruise through the elections coming up on the 24th yeah, I mean the German economy is doing pretty well. You know, they're the, they've been the big winners of the euro and, and European integration. Uh, they've got very low unemployment. Growth is strong. You know, interest rates are low. House prices and property prices are doing well, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, what's not to like? And and you know, she's got issues, and the big one probably being immigration. But there are enough positives, and I think she's seen as you know a safe pair of hands, steady pair of hands. What you know, you know, you you get what you you expect, etc. Yes. I think uh, that level of stability, particularly given the relative success of Germany, is is very much in her favour. Any safe pairs of hands in Italy, because between now and the end of the year there will be an election. Yeah, there it will be quite interesting as well. I think. I mean, I would say fun, but it's never fun apart from the fact if it doesn't affect you. But I think it's going to be particularly rarefied this time. Yeah, so it, Italy's never been a particularly manageable country. So they've been through plenty of, of prime ministers and and uh, governments over time. I think it's more fractured now than it, it has been for some time. So Matteo Renzi, if you remembered, he resigned and uh, essentially split his own party in, in the process and is fighting the election. So the, the sort of governing party uh, is unlikely to get uh, enough of a share to form a government easily. So you've got this splintered set of, of 
larger and smaller parties, some of whom are somewhat Eurosceptic, although on the whole, they've tended to tone that down post-Brexit. But certainly, you know, Italy is, is somewhere that has got significant economic and structural issues which haven't been resolved. They've been, maybe been papered over in the short term by ECB policy and also by some recovery in growth, but they remain relatively short of growth, relatively highly indebted and pretty fractured politically. So, you know, I think it could at the margin reignite some of the Eurosceptic fears or some of the sort of Euro structural fears, but given they've backtracked on, on Euroscepticism, it looks as though it's just going to end up with messy political infighting. And we've got Berlusconi back as well, just to uh, make things more interesting. <laughs> as he always does in his own special way, go north of there and go to Great Britain from where you're speaking. The Brexit vote last night, it was quite important. What happened and what happens next? Well, it's all about taking back control. So it's about uh, transferring European powers to Parliament. And, uh, you know, depending who you listen to, it's either, you know, just a, a formality or it's, it's uh, you know, usurping the, the, the rights of Parliament to look at all pieces of legislation. But I think ultimately it's necessary as part of the process. The bigger issues are around our future relationship with Europe. And clearly, you know, I think there's a lot of political posturing going on there at the moment. And it's not clear as well the extent to which people like Barnier and Juncker have actually got a mandate to negotiate rather than just to repeat the European position. Ultimately, Britain's got to decide, you know, how it goes about the negotiations. Does it try and reach compromises or does it decide that the other side doesn't, isn't prepared to negotiate, offer them a deal and say, you know, take it or leave it, which is clearly a dangerous strategy. So there's a lot of uncertainty still. It does look as though they will try and come up with some form of transition arrangement. So essentially postpone the final outcome until some years hence, but even that's not, not guaranteed. So lots of scope for volatility at the moment, I, I would say, you know, a relative amount of optimism. Sterling's probably trading at the strongest point it has been post post Brexit, but a lot of ground to cover between now and, and an eventual uh, exit. Yes, indeed. One thing that is up in the air at the moment, and that is who looks after Britain. And when I say that, I mean who is going to be the Prime Minister, because I'm just reading a headline now and it says the following, a lady out of her depth reaching the edge of her skills, EU Parliament leaders mock Theresa May over Brexit. How unsafe is she? Well, I mean, she's clearly uh, either trying to put a very brave face on things or completely in, in cloud cookie land. So she came out a week or so ago saying she's going to stay on to fight the next election. I think that's incredibly unlikely. The, the issue for the Tory party is they can't agree who they want to lead them. They can't agree on who's going to give them the best chance of winning an election. So to some extent, and Brexit's a messy process. So why not leave the incumbent in place, take all the flack, deal with the problem and then allow them to work through actually who succeeds her. So I think it would be very surprising if she's here very long after the Brexit process, the, the sort of 2019 process comes to an end to give somebody time then to fight an election on a, a relatively clean, clean slate. But there's no point really getting rid of her in the meantime, because just go back to infighting whoever gets the job then has a difficult negotiating process to get through and may be tarnished by that. So I would be very surprised if they get rid of her soon. 
they let her essentially carry the can for difficulties over Brexit and then have a bright, shining new light going into the election if they can find somebody. It's exactly. I don't know where they're going to find those. Obviously, people will say Boris Johnson, but watch this space. John Stopford, thank you very much for your time this evening. John Stopford is the head of multi-asset income at Investec Asset Management in London. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.